Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lost on the Oz Network. Um, I've lost the package. I don't know if that was meant to be a pun or not, but that kind of works. Uh, we are back, continuing on season six, working our way ever closer to the sweet release of the end. Uh, we're here for. Episode 10 of season six. We're over the halfway mark. We're in the home stretch, entitled The Package. Uh, I don't know who, what they're talking about here a gin's package, or I don't know what the, the package is, but um, Kimi's. Kimi's package, yeah. Um, I mean, he'd have on. a big package, he would. Um, this aired on March 30th, 2010, and uh, is written by Paul Zbyszewski and Graham Rowland and directed by Paul Edward, the two Pauls, as they know, um, from now on, as they know. Uh, so this should be an interesting episode looking at Sun and Jin. Uh, my name is Noah and mm, Coco. <laughs> my name is Ben and I feel like I'm in a damn Godzilla movie. There we go. There is a quote in this. <laughs> oh, I've got lots of quotes in this episode. Really? I was racking yeah. my brain. So I'd love to hear some of the other ones. What else oh, I'm not going to give them all away. It's stealing in from the end. You've got to at least save one of them. Come on. All right. Well, tell me if you got loads, tell me at least two. All right. Uh, I could have written, I uh, could have said, it's time for you to see the package. That's a memorable quote from this episode. Uh, Do you know who I am? Put your damn clothes on. Uh, <laughs> you a good swimmer? Uh, great quotes. Okay, I stand by my statement. Put them um, on a t-shirt. You a good swimmer. <laughs> Lock. So, um, last week was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's just there. It's not a bad episode, but it's not a great episode. It just exists. Um, cool twist at the end. I was like, Kimi... Jin and Sun are good. Jin can't, uh, Sun can't speak English all of a sudden. Cool. Um, so he doesn't feel anything. Um, he's Renard. <laughs> um, like, there's nothing, I feel there's nothing in this episode to, like, hate. It's not like you sit here and go, oh, this is terrible. This is a stranger uh, in a strange land. Like, I mean, as of right now, I'm not binning this episode, but I'm definitely not buying this episode. <laughs> so where will I go? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just there. It's like the Oz Network. Some people know it exists, but most people don't care about it. I mean, I disagree that, that I think there's one part the hate in this episode, which we'll get to. But racist um, is this is this a rare case where 
the flash sideways is the best part because I couldn't give two flying shits what's happening on the island right now. <laughs> and I like Sun and Jin, but uh, they've run out of yeah. Sun and Jin plot lines at this point. I, I mean, I mean, I just the whole episode was just felt very flat for me. Like, yeah, I probably is the best stuff off the island, but it's not it makes even good no sense. It makes no sense that flash sideways. It's like we're not married. Makes a big song and dance of it, but he's still fucking her anyway. Like, so why? Like, what? Um. Yeah, I just, and for some reason I always thought, well, I didn't always think, but for some reason I had it in my head that this is the episode where they reunite because it would make mm. sense. Oh, what's the one leftover plot line we have for Sun and Jin? Oh, yeah, reuniting. But let's do an episode on them just randomly out of the blue where neither of them actually really end up doing anything in the episode um well it sums them up the last how many seasons like so well yeah that is true as much as we love them they're kind of the the outliers a bit but you would think they would save the sun and jin episode for the reunion that we've been waiting for like two seasons for don't you think which how long are we away from their reunion that's in two episodes, I think, now, which is the Hurley one, I think. So why wouldn't we do it it's, in the the yeah. Sun and Jin one? It makes sense. Um, because then like, we'll honestly, be just thinking something about this episode. Like, of all the Flash Sideways, like, this is the one that I completely forgot about. Like, I kind of can always picture what each of the characters are up to. Like, I remember Jack has a son. I remember, you know, Kate and Claire. Uh, you know, I remember that Sawyer's a cop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Jin and Sun. Kind of the same, but they're secretly fucking instead of being actually married. Because that makes sense. Let's go with it. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think what they should have done with this is just have them had, like, broken up. Like, he found out that she was cheating on him. And that, like, they eventually, like, get back together at some point. Like, it's just weird that they're fucking on the side. Like, it's just, it's odd. I don't get it. Why, why in the afterlife did they not get married? <laughs> yeah. And they're still in love, though. Like, this is a stupid thing. Like, they're, they're still the love each other, but love. they're not married. Like, yeah, if they're not in love or, like, have them that they've broken up and they find each other because they're meant to be for each other, it just makes no sense of, oh, they're still fucking and in love. But, oh, no, they can't be together in the afterlife. This is where I, I'm, I'm beating a dead Claire at this point, but, like, <laughs> I just wish that we kind of got the alternate universe because it... She was going to leave him and then she decided hmm. to stay at the last minute. It would be so fascinating to see the the what if and what if they went to LA and she was and like them learning to love each other again after she was going to leave him and him finding out about her English. Or some, it would have been so much more interesting than this like sexy, cheeky thing they've got going on. I think, like, I mean, I've always been a defender of the Flash Sideways, and I still like it, and I still stand by the fact that it, when watched all together, when, like, chronologically lost, it works well. But, like, I am coming along a lot more to your idea of this, because you think about it, like, if they just do the alternate loss, like, this is what would have happened if they hadn't a crash, you can still have this as the afterlife, just have it as they still meet each other somehow, like, they're destined to all be together in that church. You can still do that. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, make it out that, like, the afterlife. Because this makes less sense. Like, Jin and Sun are really the one, I mean, and Penny and Desmond, they're the one true love story that stays the whole course, doesn't it? They kind of solidify their relationship, they get their way back together, and they fall in love, and spoiler alert, they'll die in each other's arms. So why are they separated in the afterlife? It makes no Like, they die in love, and all of a sudden as ghosts, they're like, nah, we're not married. Like, it doesn't make sense. But that's the thing is... Like, the ending still, as you said, like, 
they could have done this alternate universe where it's not the afterlife. It is an alternate universe, but they still sort of wake up and they sort of start to have these sort of mm. flashes of, oh, something's going on. And then, oh, they all meet together and you have the happy ending where they meet off the island and they, that they were always destined to be together. And then you have the other ending and you just have these two alternate universes back side. We already had time travel, so it's not... Uh, like Back they to the still could have done the church. It still could have ended in the church or it didn't have to be a church. Like but they still could have ended with all of them together and still done this alternate universe. I think we're jumping ahead obviously to the ending and what could have been, but like, I mean, right then you kind of said it, you got time travel. So why not have this like back to the future where you've got the, like you can still have alternate timelines, but like one is like, you know, back to the future. You've got the one timeline, but then you've got Biff's world where he's like taken over Hill Valley and then they've got this world. They've got that. So why can't you just have it like, oh, we travel back in time and set the bomb off, so this is what would have happened, but then the real time, like, yeah, you can do that. Sound like Miles and Hurley all of a sudden. Um, very quick side tangent. To this day, I don't, we always talk about reboots. How have they not made, I know he's got Parkinson's, but how have they not made a Back to the Future reboot where current day Michael J. Fox goes back to 1985 and they kind of play around with the original. I think, I think Robert like, Zemeckis is screaming to be made. Well, I think Robert Zemeckis has, like, fought tooth and nail for it never to happen. I think he's one of these smart people who are like, no, like, there's nothing, like, we don't need to reboot it, we don't need a fourth one. Like, they've always I've, nearly I've had a fourth. series that yeah. could have a reboot. Think, That's the one that could. We don't need more Star Wars. I reckon what will happen once he passes or something, like, the rights go somewhere, like, something will happen one day. But, no, I think he's staunchly against it, and I, for one, would be very staunchly against it. I don't want a Back to the Future 4 or a spin-off. We don't need that. It's perfect yeah, as it is. I mean, I'm more likely to see that than a new Star Wars TV show. Are you a Back to the Future um, fan? Do you like the trilogy? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Never heard you talk good. about it before, so I don't know that. I love Back to the Future. It's good. Second one, underrated. I agree. I think I had Back to the Future as my number three or number four on my all-time movies of all, all time. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Number two is, uh, outside of the first one, number two is my favourite. I love the second one. Well, we've only got, outside of the first one, number two is your favourite. Well, it's like Toy Story. Right, like how every, no, everyone talks about how great Toy Story three is, and all Toy Story like Toy Story four shit. Don't worry about that. Toy Story three, yeah, sure, it was good. Sure, it got nominated for an Oscar for best picture, great. But Toy Story two is where it's at. Come on, almost as good as Minions two. What about Shrek two? Come on, Shrek two is great. Would you prefer Shrek one or Shrek two? Shrek one, but Shrek two deserves the props. Shrek two was the highest grossing animated film of all time for a long long period of time. Until Minions 2. <laughs> Download our Minions uh, rise of whatever it was from a few months ago with Colin Hilding. Um, let's get into the Flash sideways first. Uh, so this is a bit more of a traditional episode. And I will say I'm not a fan of this episode, but it is a joy to see Sun and Jin. They save it. If anything saves the episode, these two, it's just, to be honest, uh, and I'm, Big fan of Yunjin Kim. I like Sun as a character. Not even her, really. It's uh, Daniel this week. It's Daniel's week. He, he saves this episode. Um, well, he doesn't really, but if there was anything. Uh, but this is where they're at LAX. Uh, and they're with the, well, I'm not going to call him racist customs officer, but like typical American, like shouting at the the Asian passengers, like 
talking slowly, like, uh, uh, but I mean, they don't speak English. And as far as we know, Sun doesn't either. Uh, and I just want to give props as someone who lives in Korea and spends a lot of time around people, Koreans who are learning English. Daniel Day Kim, considering he is basically American, he was born in Korea, but grew up in America, uh, does such an amazing job as playing a Korean who can't speak English. His pronunciation is just on point. And, and when he speaks English uh, in the other thing, he just does such a, I know that sounds dumb, but you've got so many kind of, the, so many sort of Asian characters and so forth who English isn't their main language. And you, you come across very few Koreans who speak English in a sort of fluent way. You can have fluent Koreans speaking English, but they always have that sort of Korean way of speaking. But if that makes any sense at all. Uh, so he needs props. So just you, you always talk about the locations and whatnot. I'm talking about the, the way people speak English. Oh, well, <laughs> if they filmed it in Korea, um, you know. I which so you said like are we actually meant to believe in this side universe that you know, Sun doesn't Sun actually up. speak English? I don't know. Cause I, I don't know if that was anything. Also, well, you rem- you go. Well, remember in the finale, Juliet comes in and then they suddenly wake up and realize they can speak English, both of them. And she says, uh, What are you worried about? You both speak great English. Um, why? I, I think this airport guy's a dick because, like, why don't they get a translator? Like, why does he literally just go, like, Yes, 25,000 is mine? It's like, You can't understand me, so fuck you. Like, he's pocketing that cash himself. Like, I would assume, like, I've watched enough border security with Grant Bowler. Um, that, you know, generally in a situation like this, they would get a translator to be like, you can't have this until you... And like, all they need to do then is translate on the phone. Hello, I'm speaking Korean. If you fill this declaration for me properly, you can have your money. But instead, they just bugger off. It's like, okay. So kind of they're on them for getting held up at gunpoint here by Kimi. Yeah, I mean, but would you expect less from the American customs officer? This guy's this name is Larry... Yeah, this guy is Larry Joshua. Uh, such credits as Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, Castle, man CSI New names. York, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, Cold Case Without a Trace, ER. All the Law hits of the mid The noughties, the noughties. What was his name? Larry Joshua? Or like Larry that? Joshua. Yeah, the Don't, noughties, Larry Joshua. Judging people, Amy. People with two first names. Just stop it. No, I don't like it. What's wrong with <laughs> Well, like, it's just basic bitch territory. Like, oh, John Smith. Well, Smith's not a first name, but, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't trust people with two first names. Oh, they didn't choose their name. Well, their parents did. Can't trust them. Ben Ben. <laughs> ben Benson. Um, but, yeah, Dick Customs Officer, but, uh, so they don't have the money, um, and uh, what are we going to do? Uh, they go to the hotel, checking in. Nice hotel. Uh, and they're saying our peak is on the eighth floor, which she just assumes is for boat. I don't, how does this happen? Surely if they've got a booking, it yeah. shows up two rooms. Like, bad, bad desk. She should be fine. Robert She's not very is efficient. his name? Robert. The desk clerk. The desk clerk is called, I mean, Colin would love this guy. Um, <laughs> but he's called Robert. The character is uncredited. 
Casting call called him male, 30s, any ethnicity. Loves his job and is usually on top of things. When he's made a mistake, he's quick to accept it and resolve it satisfactorily. Yeah, that's very Robert. I mean, he he did do that, but he shouldn't have even made that mistake. Like, how does that even happen? Well, uh, but they're saying racist. two rooms, two rooms, uh, not married, not married. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they are so sorry, Robert, apologetic Robert. Um, <laughs> so, oh, plot twist, they're not married. We've already gone into how silly that is. Like, no one knows why that's the case. Um, but then we get, oh, like, I don't think in March 30th, 2010, anyone was expecting this scene. But we got like Jin mm. coming into the hotel, and we've got the there's a whole play on the button thing from from the first season and like what, sexy sun like were yeah. you expecting sexy sun to show I, I like a bit of sun cleavage why not um but pretty gratuitous cleavage for uh like 8 30 network tv like this is pretty, pretty normal Noah. when you meet a girl this is what usually happens so uh when you do one day this will happen but i mean they've got great chemistry these two anyway so it's like we don't what was the only time we ever really saw them like when they had the tent sex like, I mean, we haven't really seen them get passionate and dirty, have we? Like, I, I guess it's not, a, it's not really a, a, a storyline we've ever really seen. Yeah, I want to see bear cage sex between Jin and Sun and Sawyer and Kate. Have a fucking orgy. Go for it. Partner swap. Uh, but, yeah, like, I don't know if they did that on purpose because she is such a sort of character who does sort of st- I mean, we saw her in a bikini, like, let go of her cover in season one, but, like, it was pretty, like... <laughs> For network TV, like pretty zoomed in there, uh, as it should but, be, and on Daniel Day I mean, Kim as well. Both of them got both got great chests. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get any Daniel cleavage. No, we did get some Daniel cleavage. Yeah, shirtless sorry. Daniel in bed, yeah, pretty shirtless sexy. Daniel. Got a good rig on him. Yeah, oh, very sexy. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hot with the whole button thing. Like, should I go low? Like, you can tell they've got chemistry there. Like, that's pretty that's pretty great lines from Sun there. Like, got to give it credit to Sun there. That's that's how uh, women seduce men. Um, so I've heard. But um, just talk about buttons, basically. Um, I'm a fan of buttons. Who isn't a fan of buttons? But no, I like it. I like kind of the play on it. Like the you know, the whole button thing from the first season. It's kind of, it's nice. It's a nice little th- throwback. And, you know, both both of them deserve to have good sex in a nice hotel. Well, it's about time. They've been yeah. separated for so long. Exactly. They're horny. I'm surprised that, um, that the bald guy, Jay Lee, never showed up in this flash side. But you thought they would have brought him back. Yeah, yeah, but you would have thought they brought him back. Um, so then later they're in bed. We get uh, shirtless Daniel, and this is where he's saying, "Oh, I love you, blah blah. blah. I love you, son. I've always loved you." <laughs> uh, and we get a knock on the door, and Jin's like, "Oh shit! Uh, I'm just gonna duck into here." Tell what did he say? Tell them you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping. Okay, we'll be back later when you wake up. <laughs> um. But it's a fun, uh, fun little bit and he, where he's hiding. And who is it at the door? It's Elon it's Musk. Back. Um, I have to say, like in both Saeed and this one, like Kimi steals the show. I think he's better in the I afterlife. Love Kimi. And then he, it's fun to see him back. Like put him in the church. 
Yeah, um, who's he in love with? Boone. But <laughs> Grand Bowler. Yeah, oh, where's Grand Bowler in the church? Him. Oh, that's a love story. But I, to this day, why does Martin Kimi and Omar and uh, we'll get to Mikhail, why do they get to live in the afterlife and poor old Michael shoots two people? <laughs> Literally shoots Alex in the head in front of her dad. One word, Noah. Racism. <laughs> the afterlife is racist. Um, the afterlife I mean, is very I'm, racist. Are there any black characters in the afterlife? Um, well, Echo's not there. Michael's not there. <laughs> Walt? <laughs> Walt's not there. <laughs> who was the guy who, like, um, drove Lock around? The bald guy? Yeah, um... Abaddon, he's not there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no black people in the afterlife. Rose. Ro- Ro- Rose. Rose. Okay. It's Rose. you got to let her in. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, it is racist. After- I mean, Saeed's not white and neither is Omar. So, but- Jin and Sun are Asian, I guess. So, you know. Yeah, but just black. It's racist. Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they were racist against Australians, and then we were never in there. Um, speaking of Claire, I believe you have a bit of an update for us. I was going to uh, wait until we get our one scene, but I can I can tell you right now if you want to. Uh, I, last week we talked about how at the time of that episode airing, we'd be getting Matthew Fox, and uh, what a great episode we did about him. But I said that I was going to watch True Colours featuring Australia's Emily DeRaven, her big TV return since, um, comeback. since Once Upon a Time, and... Can we just remember that this was like a thing that was released? Like this was like months ago where it was like Emily DeRaven returns to Australia. Like it was a big, like semi-big deal. So like it was like, oh, star billing Emily DeRaven. She's in like three scenes in the two. Like uh, no offense to this True Color show, it was it was it was basically about like a, a detective. Um, I think like in Alice Springs, she was an Indigenous Australian who had to go to a small town where she grew up, and basically there was a murder. And she had to, like, get to the bottom of the murder. And because it was, like, an Indigenous community, you know, sort of dealing with the traditions and everything, it was, it was interesting. It was for NAIDOC Week in Australia. And it was on, like, an SBS NITV sort of uh, co-collaboration. The whole thing bordered down to the fact that this young girl got murdered because she was stealing traditional paintings from the Indigenous community. And then other people were faking these paintings to sell them for profit. Emily DeRaven's character had a little shop in a town and was selling fake indigenous paintings to which you first meet her in a shop as an angry mob of people are throwing rocks in her window so that she gets taken into a room and she's like, oh, I didn't do anything, I'm just selling them. And then, like, she's in it for, like, I don't know, barely 120 seconds. And then the next episode she comes back and basically just like, oh, this person gave them to me, I didn't do nothing. And then that's it. Emily DeRaven is back on Australian TV for like I swear three minutes, um, and like I'm like that's it. I sat through four episodes of this show to watch her and this. That's it. Thanks, Emily DeRaven. You know Matthew Fox is going to be killed in the opening five minutes of this last live show. We know we've done a review on it. What a what a bummer it was. But yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton took over. That was a shock. It like it just it, uh, how did she like. This would have been cool if you were just watching and go, oh, hey, it's Emily DeRaven. Don't, like, go, like, Emily DeRaven returns to Australia. Like, don't put we a press release out. We genuinely thought she was the star of this show. It's the only reason we literally knew this show existed <laughs> because she was, like, billed alongside the main cast. It had um, 
Miranda Otto in it. She's uh, going to be in a later her. season of 24. Um, and I had the guy, I can't remember his name. I don't know if you, uh, you wouldn't have watched it. You're not Gary into that sort Sweet. of thing. When, when they did the In Excess miniseries many years ago, he played Michael Hutchins in that, and he's good in that. And the main woman in it, uh, I don't know who she is, but she was really good. But, like, I'm like, Emily Raven returns to Australian TV in a bit part on SBS. Wow. Dominic Monaghan got flown out here and was a serial killer in Bite Club or whatever it was called. That was decent. Whereas this, Jesus, Emily Raven. I don't know if she, her talents were wasted or overused. Really don't know. <laughs> Was uh, Kimberly Joseph in it? No, she wasn't. Sadly, she was in that that new Lost show that Colin watched, the Crater one or whatever it was. But um, yeah, well, as I, I said to you, she's still in True Colors more than she was in season five of Lost. Well, true. And I'm telling you now, Emily Raven probably won't get nominated for a Logie next year. So <laughs> I was hoping that this would be something like star turn, Emily Raven shows off her chops and come the Logie Awards in 2023, Emily Raven pops up and best silver Logie for most outstanding actress in a TV show. Nah, three minutes. I, I want to go back and count her screen time. It was barely anything. I sent you a clip of it. Uh, I filmed it when yeah, I was watching it. That, like, that was enough. TV's Emily Rabbit's back on Australian TV. Now, I, I was thinking watching this episode when Terry comes up to Alan Dale. And I was also thinking about True Colours. Why is it that, do you think that the characters have lost, but this was the biggest show on television with a good cast, like no offence to 24 or any of these other shows you cover, like, most TV shows at that time didn't really have great cast. Like there was always a few good characters on shows, but this was an all round. Do you think that the characters were just too iconic? Because you would have thought in 2010, at, if you were a gambling man, you would have guessed most of these people would go on to have their own starring shows and some of them would go on to movies. What Do you think that just the characters were too iconic? Like, because I'm watching Terry march up on that beach, like how sad the timeline has been that Terry and Michael, but also all the others, never really. I think it's bizarre. They're all great actors. We, I think, we've got, trend, I think we've got a trend on the Oz Network of covering shows where the actors seemingly, because like I, I'm, I'm not comparing Third Watch to Lost, but like we fought tooth and nail for years saying how great the cast is of that show. Nip Tuck, like great actors who deserve to be in bigger and better things and they don't. So Lost is a step above all of those shows because it was a huge show. We've obviously done Breaking Bad and, I mean, I guess, you know, Brian Cranston has gone on to get nominated for an Oscar and done all right. Aaron Paul did Need for Speed. Um <laughs> He's in that, isn't he in Westworld now or something like that? And I think he does a voice in that BoJack Horseman. So he's done okay for himself. But, like, Anna Gunn, I mean, God, she's been wasted on other shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, to answer your question, yeah, I I really don't know. Like, it could also be a case of maybe these actors don't want to. Maybe Michael Emerson is like, nah, that was enough for me. I'll go on and be in evil. You know, Terry Quinn's just like, oh, no, I don't need that anymore. Because, I mean, Terry Quinn was in movies, like, for a while. Like, he was always, like, a bit player. He's a bit older, too. Yeah, like he's been around for a bit. Like I remember he was I in like I can guarantee X-Files you Emily and... wants her own show. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the, the the main, like you think about the main main, like Matthew Fox was the star of the show no matter what people want to say. And like he 
had a few things. I failed. He beat a bus driver and he went into hiding. And now he's back. Great. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, the main female star. She's the only. She arguably has gone on to become a huge star, you know. Um, uh, Josh Holloway did okay for himself and he's still there and there about. Yeah. And I think think you got a lot of the other cast kind of just... Seemed like they just wanted to hang around Hawaii still. Daniel Day Kim, Hawaii Garcia, they just wanted to Hawaii Five because they're like, oh, cool. You know, and then I guess Daniel Day Kim's doing that, um, the Good Doctor show. He's like the executive producer yeah. on it. And I think he's Yun, Yun Jin, uh, she's in a new Korean Netflix show that started, I think, at the time of recording two weeks ago or something. Hmm. I saw the, I saw it advertised. I saw it advertised. It's an interesting one, but like, I guess at the end of the day, like, you know, I guess some of these actors just don't want to maybe go on or maybe it's just, we weren't at that point where like TV was, we were getting into that golden age. You know what I mean? Like nowadays, like all I ever hear now is when somebody's cast from something, they were such and such in game of Thrones. I'm like, I don't give a shit. So like, maybe they just would. Yeah. This was ahead of its time, but it just still was on that cusp of they're just TV actors. Whereas now, you know, it's the the opposite really, isn't it? Like you've got big name TV stars, a huge, you know, game of Thrones, people, stranger things, people. And then it's a flip side. Like if lost was cast in 2022, you know, you've probably got like Meryl Streep playing like Kate and like, you know, <laughs> Michael Keaton would be Jack, but this time he wouldn't get killed off. He'd want to be Jack for the whole series run, you know. So, um, yeah, I still maybe the series just would be that, six episodes. You're in that, but I mean, like, I like I know you, huh, you'll laugh as soon as I bring this up, but look at Desperate Housewives. Like, Terry Hatcher was a big star, kind of went away, came back, you know, big star again, but then she's kind of faded back into oblivion. All of them have. One of them. She's in jail, isn't she, Felicity Hoffman? So, and Eva Longoria was like the hottest woman of the two thousands. And what's she doing now? You know, so get Yunjin Kim in a Marvel movie. Like, yeah, wasted, wasted talent. Daniel Day Kim was he in a Marvel movie? I think it's only Evangeline. I thought Daniel Day Kim was in something. Yeah, get get, uh, get Maggie Grace in a Marvel movie. Come on. Uh. With Evangeline, like she can be the villain, like battling against <laughs> the Wasp versus she can be the, the bee. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim was in the newish Hellboy. Does that count? I don't know. I don't know if they're part of the things. Um, yeah. We should move on. But you, you told me a funny thing. I think it was off air, but maybe it was on air. That Michael Emerson recently tweeted about his show <laughs> Evil. So what was he saying? Like it's a good one tonight. <laughs> I would like the way he worded his tweet was basically like, "Oh, this episode's on tonight. It's it's a fairly decent one this time, or something like that." Like it's just the way he worded it. I'll find it. Even the it's, cast of even the cast of Evil know. He's only got fifty thousand followers. Come on, make that better. Like um. He's like, and his dog turned 13 recently. Um, no, where is mean. the tweet? Oh, yeah. Episode six coming Sunday. Surprisingly good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. even, even even Michael knows. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yep. Cool. I love his picture, his profile picture. It's just literally like, you know, sometimes when you've got to take a selfie of yourself to like upload as like, a, it's kind of like a passport style photo, like to, you know, you're applying for something like a visa or something. This is just Michael Emerson stood in front of his kitchen wall and just gone and like just taking a <laughs> selfie of himself. He is like almost 70, isn't he? So he's a bit of a old time. I just but this is TV's like one of TV's greatest villains. Like, I mean, you look at Giancarlo Esposito, the other guy who I would put in the same league as Benjamin Linus, you know, Gus Fring. He's gone on to Star Wars and like was in the new Far Cry game and he's like a big deal. 
Giancarlo Esposito, but Michael Emerson, not so much. Michael Emerson is a Bond villain. And um, while oh. we're at it, put Harold Perrineau in a Star Wars. He would be 67 good in 67 years Wars. old uh, at the time of recording this. He'll be 68 by the time we release this. So there you go. And 75 by the time he's a Bond villain yeah. in Bond 26. How old is Giancarlo Esposito? He looks older than Michael Emerson. No offense to Giancarlo Esposito. He's 64. Okay, so only a few years younger. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is where they're, they've been taken by Kimi um, and Sun gives shows the watch off and Kimi's a big fan of the watch. Um, and they're saying we don't speak English. Um, and this is where they, they find Jin and he's saying, you know, want the money. Um, and then the, what they're, <laughs> they're saying, like, Oh, who's that friend of Danny? Which I have to imagine is a reference to. Do you remember Danny Pickett, the asshole other from season three with the bear cages? Vaguely, um, yes. And then who's that guy that can speak nine languages? Can he speak Korean? I guarantee he would not be able to speak Korean. No one can speak Korean. What would be the um, nine languages? You'd be like French, German, French, Spanish. German, English, Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Spanish. Maybe uh, what's the other Mandarin? What's the other one? Um, Cantonese. Cantonese. Cantonese, maybe. Yeah, I guarantee you, definitely would not Swahili. speak Swahili. <laughs> um, I think Swahili. No, no jokes aside, would be more spoken than Korean. Well, Koreans only spoken in Korea. So, do they speak uh, unless the he was same in, like, Korean, Korean in North, North Korea? Do they speak the same Korean? More or less. But uh, a lot of the Americanized words in Korean, because there's a keep, lot of... Keep talking, because I know we're going to get through this episode. We're going to beat this under an hour, but I'm, I'm going to pull up a list of the most spoken languages in the world, and I'll tell you where Korean sits on it. It's called um, it's called Konglish, is Korean English words, where you will be surprised at how many English words are actually a part of the Korean vocabulary. Um hmm. So North Korea is missing Konglish, but it's still the same language, still the same writing. Okay, well, I found this quite quickly. Korean is 23rd of the most spoken languages in the world. Uh, I guess like lots of Koreans in America. Mm. Oh, you're an idiot then. I am apparently. Uh, Top 10. uh, So it was a top nine. So English, Mandarin Chinese. Arabic, we didn't say. Hindi, uh, Spanish, mm. French, modern standard Arabic, Bengali, uh, mm. Russian, and, oh, of course, Portuguese because of Brazil and Portugal. Then you got Urdu, Indonesian, standard German, Japanese, and then a whole list going down. Yeah, Korean is below Wu Chinese, Tagalog, don't know what that is, Vietnamese. Filipino. Yu Chinese, which is Cantonese, Tamil, Turkish, Telugu, Marathi, Nigerian, Pidgin, and Japanese. So there you go. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where Mikhail learned Korean. And I got to say, look, I live in Korea. My Korean is obviously a lot better than someone who doesn't live in Korea, but I don't speak really Korean. Uh, it's difficult. I But I have to say, like, Good on him for giving it a try, but his pronunciations are just terrible. Um, and you've got to give it to him. He's both having to speak Korean, but also having to put on this like Russian accent. Um, 
So you got to give him a bit of credit, but God, his pronunciations were terrible. Um, so I'm so glad that I don't know languages because, yeah, to me it's I, – I don't – I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I, found a, I found a list here, a list of languages where they officially recognise. Yeah, Korean, funnily enough, only recognised in North and South Korea. Uh, mm-hmm. English in 58 countries. And what's, what's second behind English? Um, Spanish? French. Yeah, you got French. all of Africa and you got all those islands and twenty nine countries in Arabic, Spanish is fourth. Portuguese fifth. Huh. There you go. It's higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. Oh god, it would have been wouldn't it have been good if we came from a country that actually put effort into learning languages? Swedish too. We... Finland and Sweden. Yeah, there you go. We're so useless. Like we're one of the only places that doesn't. Like, I'll listen every... to you sounding so fucking cultured because you live in a country that doesn't speak English. <laughs> Everyone around the world speaks multiple languages. Where does the dumb bums, the Americans and the Australians and the Why English are we language? dumb if we live in the, a country which speaks the most spoken language in the world? We're not dumb. We're just common. We're normal. We're not normal. Like, That's not the word no. I mean. <laughs> not normal. That's not what I mean. <laughs> We're not dumb. We're normal. Yeah, thanks for that. Speak English. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I meant the fact that we we're just not live dumb, in, we're know, normal. We're just we're not dumb, we're lazy. That's the word you're looking for. I'm lazy? Not we the can't even get our own language right, apparently, then. I'm not I'm not saying because I live in Korea, everyone around the world speaks multiple languages. We're the lazy assholes. Not everyone. Well, not everyone, but compared to Australians, yeah. Well, I don't you're blame. so against this. Why is it? it's not a bad thing for us to learn languages? Why it's not a bad thing if you don't want to learn another language. Why do we have to learn another language? You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we should put more effort into it. And we should put more effort into lots of things. Thing. Languages is, I don't think, the priority. I don't think some little Jimmy in school needs to learn Swahili instead of learning to become a doctor to save a life. We're going to keep this under an hour, but I've got... <laughs> Yeah, 23 minutes. 23 minutes. Minions 2. Minions 2. Yeah, I think your opinion is partly what's wrong with the world, but we're not going to get oh, into it. Oh, it's look at the millennial. Look at the woke Mr. Noah sitting it's on his high horse. It's not being woke. It's just being, yeah, we won't get into it. I would I love to get into this because I don't know how not learning a language is what's wrong with the world. No, I didn't say it. That's We're going to get into it in a... A Bond episode because they go for five hours. <laughs> you need more alcohol. Um, yeah, I'm not drunk enough. A Patreon um, episode. People can pay to hear Noah and I go off about what's wrong with the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that You're talking about getting woke. That would be – we would be cancelled for that episode, I'm sure. We've been meaning to be cancelled for like 11 years. Yeah, I've been waiting. According to some, um, some ex-Survivor contestants, we already were fucking cancer. Well, what do they know? They get voted out early and they're dumb, so let's not get involved in that. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, you can tell me later. Um, so let's see uh, where were we at. Uh, th- then Sun is trying to say, like, oh, we can get the money and they get Mikhail in and good on him for actually learning this Korean and even if the pronunciation is way off. But apparently... Uh, Daniel Day Kim's pronunciation is terrible too, based on what I've read from Koreans. So I think he sounds good, but what do I know? Uh, I only know one language. Um, 
So this is where they go to the the bank um, with Mikhail. And I, you do love that, like, he barely ever speaks to Sun in Korean. He just does the translating because yeah. obviously the actor doesn't know Korean. They have to get around that somehow. But, like, he barely actually speaks to Sun. Uh, but they find out that Sun's account has been closed. Uh, and who did it? Well, it was her dad. Can you see this at a bank? Like, would the bank teller be able to tell, oh, it was closed by Mr. I, I, I mean, I worked for a bank. And it you can't generally give confidential you can't like give account details to another person, but at the same time they've accessed Sun's account. So this is Sun's. I don't know if they would say like, "Oh, your dad." It would be like I think she says, "Oh, like Mr. Park or whatever." So like, yeah, she she would be able to probably say like, "Oh, it was closed by a blah blah blah," maybe. But um, are you yeah. happy to see Mikhail back? I like Mikhail. Yeah, absolutely. Is this the last time we see him? Yep. Thank oh, you. No, I, I like, like, this is one thing I will say I like about the sideways that I like is, again, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I like your point. Yes. Why isn't Michael in this when these guys are? But like, I kind of like seeing them in like a different role. Like, I kind of like seeing Kimi as sort of like just the, the hitman gangster. Yeah, he, he looks he good is. in the suit. He does. Mikhail here. Like, I don't know. Like, and I also, I love the fact that when he dies, he gets his eyes shot out. Yeah, I was going to say, do we need an origin story to the eye patch? That's cool. I like that. That is a nice nod, but it's like, do we need the origin? Uh, yeah, yes. it, it's fun to, fun to see him back, I think. Like, um, they, it is kind of clever how season six got away with bringing back all these old favorites without it being too fan servicey. Like it could have yeah. come across as more fan servicey. Um, but then they they're going off and um, and like Sun's dad must be loaded if she had twenty five grand in her account as like a twenty four year old. Like, um, but this where uh, Jin's tied up and he, uh, Kibi says to the Omar, go. On. Get the Arab. Uh, <laughs> we're like, what? Um, and I, I like this little moment where we got a bit of, uh, even in the afterlife, still zombie Saeed and British yeah. Saeed coming in. And I like that he helps Jin when what Jin happened? says, oh, yeah, what happened to you? And what does Jin say? Like, help me or don't. Or no, he's like, he's like free. free. He says like, free, free, which. Yeah. Nitpicky, I don't think uh, as someone who doesn't know English, you would use that word, but I'm nitpicking. Oh, um, no, he's hard horse again. This is, this is my specialty. It's my job. I get to nitpick now. You've been to LA. I, I get have. to nitpick on the language. You nitpick on Touché. the... Even though that one time it was the one episode filmed in LA that you said this wasn't LA. Well, the mountains um, didn't look it, but the airport's definitely not LAX. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, uh, do you like that Saeed helps him out? Yeah. Doesn't fully like free him, but gives him a little chance. That, that's I, just, I, I like the bit when he gives him a little box cutter and he's just like, good luck. And then he's like, yeah, I like it. Oh, Because we didn't yeah. ever see them really together, Jin and Saeed. Not really. They, remember they got on the boat where Sun Jin and him in season three, oh, yeah. they went. That's that right. was the one time, really. Gulliver's travels. I, I look forward to the fact that he will be the death of Jin, uh, but... Won't get into that um, yet. Uh, uh, yeah, so, and then we get, it's been a while since we've had Action Jin. Did you like seeing Action Jin back? Action Jin. Yeah, I wish he was shirtless, though. <laughs> what we're missing. Um, 
So, like, yeah, we could gin, like, coming after them and getting Mikhail, sh- the shooting him in the eye, as we said, um, and attacking uh, Mikhail. So it's fun to see him back. And then uh, they go and we see that oh, Sun has been shot in the stomach. Like, I completely forgot this even happened. Um, and But then she's saying, oh, but I'm pregnant. So pregnant out of wedlock. Uh, that's a bit of a no-no in Korea. Sorry, I'm reading the trivia here. There's a really stupid trivia fact for this episode, which I find absolutely hilarious. But yeah, um, it's can you get pregnant in the um the afterlife? <laughs> That's a raw deal if you can. I mean, I guess Jack had a son in the afterlife, but like, I mean, it's a raw deal in the afterlife if all of a sudden, like, you can lose a baby. Like, what's Roe versus Wade status in the afterlife? Can you get an abortion? Like, I mean, like, what? What is it like? I know you don't like ghosts, but we're getting into that territory. But like. Yeah, poor old son here getting shot and about to lose a imaginary afterlife baby. Like, I don't know. Like, what happened? Because aren't they all happy? Because I don't think she loses the baby, does she? But, like, what if she lost the baby and then they discover that they're about to go to the church and they're all happy? Oh, Jin, oh, son, I love you. Go to the church. And we lost a baby. Who cares? We're about to go out of purgatory. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough deal, son. I, I just, it's the internet. This is where we get Damon Lindelof on the show. Like, tell us all the rules of the afterlife. <laughs> um, that's the only thing we talk about. Um, what happens if you die? So if you die in the afterlife, so if you die in purgatory, like, but you're already dead and you're in the middle zone. So if you die in purgatory, do you go to hell then? It's or do you go to... Don't go to the church. You just don't go anywhere. Like, are you just stuck in purgatory still? Like, is there a purgatory purgatory? God, I hope purgatory's not real. 16 minutes, Ben. This is way too deep for our uh, Oz Network brains. Yeah. Just let it be over when it's over. No purgatory, please. They talk about this um, on, like, um, Lost, etc. Yeah, on the, after we talk about what's wrong with the world, we talk about purgatory. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's so good not believing. Isn't that great? Just knowing once it's gone, it's gone. I um, I, I mean, I love fiction. Isn't it That's so why free? I- I love fiction. That's why I talk about Lost and other shows. So if we want to talk about fiction, we can talk about the Bible another time. So, you know, up to you. We'll do that in Bible Laws. Bible Laws. Bible Camp. You mentioned us doing the Bible. Bible. That would get us cancelled. That would be me and you read through the Bible. This Jesus guy, what's his deal? (laughs) That would would be a fun episode because I've never read the Bible, but that would get us cancelled, I think. So probably best we don't do that. I, I'm um, down if you are. Let's get drunk and talk just, about the Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is uh, there a movie? Bible, the movie. <laughs> so do you want to go with Jin first or do you want to go with Sun? Oh, just whatever you do, do them quickly. Jin. He gets kidnapped, he meets Widmore. That's about it, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I completely had no memory of this scene ever happening. Yeah, but we get neither. weird goggle, goggle. No, I'm talking about, well, Jin and Whibble, but at the beginning, like, night vision goggle opening. Oh, I yeah. I have no memory of this at Locking all. Locking the um, stick. What's he doing with it? <laughs> well, it's lonely when you're alone for 2,000 years. <laughs> Got very good at stick spinning, did uh, the man in black. Um, and Sawyer offering uh, some cocoa to Kate, which is not, Real, like it's supposed to be a throwback to like Charlie and the peanut butter, or um, 
it's just a weird scene. And then they they want gin for some reason, but they're just shooting everyone with this new needle, uh, the like darts. And we got Z- oh, Zoe. She's so freaking annoying. Come, is this the guy? Yeah, that team. Um, yeah, like oh god, and the 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 just the worst henchman ever. His name is Seamus. He looks like he works in IT. Um, <laughs> That's all Irish people do. <laughs> um, Irish people don't call, work in IT. You want to get your computers fixed. Casting call Seamus, any ethnicity, thirties, forties, a scientist with some physicality to him. My ass. Um, <laughs> and says looking for someone interesting. Can I just point out that, um, like, do you think? Widmore's crew is like, oh, man, I'm really thirsty. I really feel like gin. Yeah. Oh, there's some gin on the beach. All right. Pew, 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 pew. Get some gin. No, I said get some gin, not gin. <laughs> Sometimes I see gin, like the drink written in English menu in Korea as like J-I-N. There's gin. a marketing. Why didn't we have the gin gin? Like, yeah, just Daniel Day is gin. Little picture of Daniel Day Kim with a little smiley face, like on his bottle, like gin gin. 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 Yeah. Um, You could get a plate with Kate on it. You could get a Kate plate. Like merchandising opportunities. We we do have the, um, like, uh, man in black gin little moment. That's a rare sort of pairing. He talks about the cave and... Is it Sun or is it me? And we've, I've gone over how that doesn't really make sense. Um, and Claire, she, my name on the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were questioning why she only got two scenes in True Colors. I think this episode is pretty much a testament as to why she only got two. So, oh my god! I just locked her in and go, shut up, Claire. <laughs> yeah, she's like Kate's name isn't on there. Well, my name isn't either. <laughs> Um, More name on the cave. Aaron doesn't know me. She's Kate's her, his mum, and then like sinister man in black. Well, we don't know where Kate's gonna end up, do we? Like that's pretty sinister. <laughs> like, Go back to the thing and leave. I want to see the deleted scene where they get on the plane and then Kate's just running low. <laughs> just left her. Turns into he's the implying, wasp. Flies after them. <laughs> Revenge. Like that's lost too, is Kate getting off the island, getting revenge on the wall. Lost oh, too, Kate's that. revenge. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that they all get, uh, they they take sin. Uh, sin? Sin? They take sin. Uh, I take sin by reading the Bible. Uh, and, and the man in black did say they're, they're working on, um, they're working on getting sin, um, and what what happens? Uh, oh, th- then we get the the one of two Naveen. This is not Saeed. This is Naveen Andrews just having a little like cry of the side, saying, "I don't feel anything. <laughs> There's nothing at all." Let me go, Damon. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just rubbing in how bad this has gotten now. Like this is this is Naveen. This isn't Saeed. Um, like, I used to be a, one of the best characters. Now I feel nothing. <laughs> um, and it's just out of blue like he's just like everyone's talking to the man in black t- talking about their problem he's um, a counsellor that's what he's been waiting for 2,000 years for it's like oh thank <laughs> god uh, 
this where the man in black How does he know about from? technology in that, though? He's never been off the islands. How does he know about certain things? Like, how does he know what a plane is? Maybe he um, he goes to Jacob's Lighthouse and has a little, it's like his TV. Maybe. Um, this is where the man in black comes back uh, and Saeed's saying doesn't know what happened, but Jin's gone um, and he's taking Saeed and uh, saying that Saeed needs to go and find out what happens. Um, what happens? What happens? <laughs> That's what he needed to say when he went over there. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Um, and as you said, uh, Claire saying, where's Renee? Um, and he's saying, well, once we get help and who knows whatever happens, happens to Kate. Uh, so uh, the man in blacks, uh, this is where he kind of says, I can't really go over, fly over water. Oh, I like that bit. That's cool. time we've kind of heard that, which I guess is, there are some holes in that, but it checks out, I guess. Uh, but a great scene where he does arrive on oh, Hydra Island. Jazz hands like, lock. Like, this was the scene I was watching where I'm like, why didn't Terry go on to do that? Because he's great here, isn't he? Like, yeah. Terry's still the show here. Um, I like the, I love the, some Terry and um, Alan Dale. This is, yeah. I mean, we had, we had Alan and Josh and we've got Alan and Daniel. Uh, not the, not the best pairing, but a, a Terry and Alan. Bold and uh, bold. What a treat. Like pick bold your bold Yeah. yeah what a bold treat. Bold and Coming through the Alan Dale and Terry O'Quinn story. Like this, I'd watch yeah. a buddy cop movie with these two old men. Yeah. I'm there. Um. But I love this scene where he goes up and he's, how much do you know about me? I love Alan Dale. Well, just bumps in the night. And he says, considering these sonar fences, you probably know a lot more than you're putting on um, or the pylons. Uh, so that's great. Uh, and then Man in Black is saying, you took one of my people, Jin. Um, <laughs> we more so, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Um, what, what Jin? Um this gin pulls out a bottle of gin's gin. <laughs> Care to join me for a drink? Uh, and then the man in black, I'm just doing all the man in black stuff, comes back uh, and says that Widmore didn't have gin, but he doesn't believe him. And then he, and then he's saying, well, Saeed's not here too. And, oh, I sent Saeed on an errand. Um, and I guess we can just talk about the ending of this bit too, where it's such a weird, like, Naveen is so weird in this season, but it's not so weird watching him, like, swim like a turtle in the... It just it comes across as weird. Like He needs a seagull uh, on his head, James Bond style. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but Naveen is there, and uh, we hear about the package, and then something's going on on the dock. We think it's gin, and then... Dun-dun-dun, plot twist. Desmond is back on the island. Um... I love the Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of cute when they look at each other and neither say anything. So I, I buy it, that love story. Um, but I remember watching this at the time and thinking, like, happy to see him back, but like, come on, can this guy not catch a break? He's yeah. back. Uh, but we'll get more. Next week is the Desmond episode, so we'll get into it then. Um, but is there anything to add on the Man in Black stuff? Um, I, I mean, I love the bit when he's on the beach and you start having the balls, just his reaction. And like, it, it kind of yeah, actually the bullets, does. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of, um, Diamonds Are Forever when, uh, Sean Connery puts his hands up like the jazz hands. That's just the way he puts his hands up. Oh no, don't shoot me. Um, now I'm Roger Moore. Um, but yeah, it's actually like, 
pretty good scene between Alan Dale and um and Terry O'Quinn. Solid actors yeah. here. Um and Jin getting interrogated. Am I jumping ahead? Different scene with Jin getting interrogated by Whitney. Oh, yeah. Nothing really. We can, we can talk about this as well. Uh so we get a return to room twenty-three. And was this was this not a chance to like I'm not saying I want answers, answers, but was this not a chance for like Zoe to like tell us a little bit more other than just subliminal? Like this it's was the freak- perfect opportunity it's, for us to learn something new. Yeah, it's freaky. And I, I went to Mona the other day. There's a room like this in Mona, so um, maybe maybe they got um, inspiration from this. But yeah, I mean, it's I don't. When you were talking about scenes, you don't remember. I don't really remember Jin and Widmore ever having a scene together. And I yeah, was like, Jin and Jin and Sawyer, and then Jin and Widmore in the space of three episodes. But I love the fact how like he's like, I want to speak to Widmore, and it's like, well, bloody oath, you're in luck. He wants to speak to you too. Apparently, Tina Fey's English now. Um, but yeah, maybe Alan Dale's like, I will only return to season six of Lost if I get to interact with all the main Losties. Oh, with all of them. Each I hear that Daniel Day Kim's a nice chap. But uh, I don't. Get like Jin says, I know who you are. How did you know that? He's been on the island the entire time. Like, when did he see a picture of Wigmore? So, they they want so they want Jin because he was in the Dharma Initiative and he like it's there. What it's like a a room, or is that what like because he signed off on a document or something Tina Fey's got here? Or I don't know. Well, like, because he's like, oh, you know all about the Dharma Initiative, and I can see here that your name here is signed off. It's more of a case of they just want him away from the man in black and they're trying to turn him against the man in black more than anything. Uh, Um, I couldn't remember if this went somewhere or I mean dated if there was ever anything which makes sense because it's a dated show uh the digital camera that was a mm. bit the oh, thing is sweet. like like a lot of technology has moved on but like we, we still see things like cds we still see things like uh blu-rays or dvds but the digital camera that was a bit of a like a that was they a double take them. there. I'm like, I haven't seen one of them in 10 years i for years like i would had separate line. I remember my first overseas trip I had because I only had an iPhone like what were they like a four and back then they had like what one megapixel camera so like your digital camera was like 10 megapixels so I had a, an iPhone a digital camera and a video camera all with me and an iPod so I had four different things after oh, the, the hard days of being a overseas traveler um but like no digital cameras like I think digital cameras now more in the spectrum of like, you know, the big SLR sort of one, but you can still get like a pocket digital camera because some people don't have phones. So, you know. It doesn't have a phone. Some people don't like them. I I often sometimes would love to just throw my phone out and just go off the grid. I think it'd be great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of my phone, but everyone has a phone. I I am addicted to it and I hate it. I hate being addicted. I hate that I sit there and like right now and just go, oh, cool. It's on my phone. Oh, I've checked this 10 times today and nothing's different. So why am I staring at it? Like I hate it. Like I, I want to go back to the days when I didn't have to look at my phone every three seconds. If I didn't do this stupid fucking show, I wouldn't even need to use social media. I think the social media I could get rid of because I'm barely use it anyway. Uh, couldn't, couldn't lose my GPS and my translator. Right. They're important to my life at the moment. They, yeah, I will say, particularly like being in another country, I'm sure it comes in handy for you because you don't speak the language. So, like, I know when I've been in countries that don't speak the language, I'm not going to get a taxi. So an Uber just does the job. You know, you know where you're going, <laughs> hopefully, and things like that. But um, Oz Network brought to you by Uber. 
I wish. Fucking rich. I'll shill for Uber. Cool. Um, You've got 90 seconds to do the rest of the episode. (laughs) And then some forgets English. Next week it's Desmond. (laughs) Literally, that's all we can... That's the storyline. The only thing, like... Uh What's the face? Alana or whatever it is. Like, I don't know if I like or I hate the scene with Ben. When she's like, oh, what? I I found son. I didn't do anything. Why do you think I'm lying? Because you're speaking. It's like, is that a badass moment or is it like, shut the fuck up? If she was a better actor, it would be a badass moment. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just to finish the gin stuff, the camera stuff, I do love. It's so sweet sweet seeing Gion and Sun together. I I was thinking about them filming that, though. Did they get rat? This little girl is wondering, why am I taking all these photos with this woman? Unless it was like a relative of Yoon Jin Kim. Um, she could be a good actress. You don't know. She could be now a Korean Oscar winner, like whatever the Korean Oscars are. I don't know. Could be. Um, yeah, but there isn't a lot here. Um, I want to give a, a, a special dishonorable dick of the week to Miles. Um like, it's been six seasons. Does this show really need to... The only thing that Hurley could track is if there was bacon grease all over the jungle. Like, God, it's six seasons of fat jokes. Like, give it up. But I do... I, I, I completely agree with you. But I do love um, Lapidus here. What does he say? Like, oh, don't talk about bacon. <laughs> oh, Lapidus. Uh, never got in the afterlife. Come on. Yeah, where's um, Lapidus in the afterlife? We've had two two seasons of Sun being kind of useless. I, I have to love, like, Sun just when they're talking about, oh, we've got to wait for Richard, and she just stands up. She's done with this shit. We've I been do love like when, when she's yelling at me in Korean, and then just is it Richard just stares at her, <laughs> and she just storms off, and Hurley's just like, I don't think she's going to come with us. <laughs> what, what, what does Richard say? Like, tell us in English, or he said something funny like that. But, like, you got to think uh-huh. about that, though. Like, I've or he never says, been- why should she be in Korean? <laughs> I've never been yelled at by someone in another language. So, like, if I've got somebody oh, in my no. face going, like, you know, blah, 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 blah in another language, I'm just not going to be, like, staring at her going, like, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to say, like, like I, I don't understand you. Like, I don't, like, I don't. You can yell at me all you want, but I don't know what you're saying. You sound like my student when I'm yelling at them. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been yelled at many people in another language. I've had old Korean guys yelling at me and I had an old French man yell at me, which was very scary. And it is scarier when you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, but the French person just ran away eventually, so it was fine. I mean, yeah, it's the Airbnb host, but that's a story for us. <laughs> I love these, like, subtle hints you're telling to our Patreon listeners of all the stories we yeah, can tell over when you pay for them. Great yeah, segues, Noah. Ben and Noah fight about language, we read the Bible, and then Noah tells these hidden stories of being yelled at by old men. Um, it is, it's sweet, like season six is throwing all these callbacks. It's sweet to see the garden back. I'm happy to see the garden. Jack's oh, the anything still growing, the, the tomatoes. Um, so that's sweet that she's in her garden, but I'm sorry, you said there was nothing bad in this episode. <laughs> This is not the 1990s. This is not plot of the week where Sun gets chased by the man in black and they've got a a picture of it on the lost wiki. It's just triggering me. Hit to head, forgets how to speak English. Um, This is just (laughs) one of the picture. (laughs) 
We're, what, six episodes away from the end? Seven episodes away? And they're pulling this shit? This stupid (laughs) plot of the week bullshit? This has to be one of Lost dumbest plot lines of all time. Yeah, it's it's dumb. I give it to you, but it just it's the one thing I, I'm not defending it, but it's just it's so forgettable. Like I just forget it happens. Like when you said last week, next week she forgets English. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that now. It's not like Jack's tattoos or Paolo and Nikki and shit you remember that sticks with you forever. This is just like, oh yeah, they did that. Cool, not good, but whatever. Then we then we have like our hero like stitching it up. Well, I think this must be aphasia. Um, it affects the language uh, portion part of your brain, but it, it's only temporary. Um, and then then we get like I'm I'm sensing a bit of a crush from Ilana here. Right? You're like, oh, Richard's back. Oh, like, yeah. she, she was very excited for Richard. Like, who would? Um, nah, I, I was excited. Now uh, they followed the bacon crease back to camp. Um, and then what is Richard saying? Like, we've got to go now. Um, and then this where Sun keeps trying to talk to them um, and, like, yelling at Richard in Korean. And he's like, why isn't she speaking English? Um, and uh, she's talking about how, well, Locke attacked. Uh, and they need to go and get Jin. Um and then it's saying here, and she tells Alana she's uh, uh, that she doesn't care about saving the world, and she doesn't think Alana is that she doesn't care about being important. I kind of like that. She's like, I'm sick of this. I just want my husband. <laughs> um, and then you get kind of cringy moment of Jack and Son on the beach at night, um, where Jack bring what does Jack say? It was quite self-deprecating. I kind of liked it. He's like. You're not the first person to like be pissed off. What? What did he say? He said something. I don't even know if I was paying attention enough to tell you that. Ah, uh- <laughs> uh, he's 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 like when he shows up, he says something like, "You're not the first person who stops talking to me" or something like that. Um, uh, and then Jack finds a little stubborn tomato um, and gives it to Sun. Uh, and then Sun's the one apologising. I don't think she needs to apologise for anything. She's the voice of reason recently, I think. Um, and then, oh, sweet little our hero moment as he says, come on, son, we're going to find Jin together. Is it sweet, this scene, or is it bath-worthy? Bath it's just like this episode. It's just there. It's like I don't think it's bath-worthy. I mean, the, the only thing I'd like question about the randomness of anything in this episode is just, Kate and Sawyer having a conversation at the end. It's like, what? Kate's in this episode? Sawyer's in this episode? Okay, hello. Um, that's the random thing to me. This, is, yeah, it's you know, when did does she when does she learn English again? Like next week, week after? This doesn't last that long, does it? It's it's something a, a '90s TV show would do. Like they would set up the episode. She bangs her head. She forgets English by the end. She's like, we're six episodes away from the end. It should be only epic things from this. But like, how how are they pulling this? At this point, why are they doing this? Did you... Completely pointless. The bit that I was laughing at uh, in the trivia, did you see the bit where apparently when this aired in the US for the first time, they had a big countdown of the TV, the remake of the TV show V, uh, which had Elizabeth Mitchell in it, um, and they had a big countdown for that. And basically that and the ABC logo in the bottom right corner obscured the notepad so that the American viewers could not read it. 
Um, so it's got several fan websites express annoyance at this watermark. Executive producer Damon Lindelof agreed with their sentiments on Twitter. Uh, a segment on the Colbert Report also poked fun at the countdown timer. Uh, and apparently in Canada, it didn't have this. Um, and then TVByTheNumbers.com released an April Fool's hoax claiming ABC had announced a countdown timer leading up to the final episode of Lost that would appear during all ABC primetime shows until May 23. Um... Yeah, that's funny. And they've got a screenshot of this logo, like, blocking the thing so you can't read what's on the page. Elizabeth Mitchell's V. Did you ever watch um, that? Yeah, the first episode. I um had the... When are they going to bring back V? So the, the the alien woman was... um I can't remember her name. She's quite a famous actor now. Um, But so I remember having... So that was like an 80s miniseries. And the woman who played the alien, Jane Badler, I had her in the studio on the brink. And she's like massively huge in the sci-fi community. She was nice. She was there singing for Spiegel Tent or something. So it's my six degrees of separation from the V universe. Let's just quickly go through some of the trivia. Um, Alana has her first costume change since arriving. Um, Dirty Alana. (laughs) Um, The first time Saeed and Desmond have seen each other in 27 episodes. Aww. Uh, the title has multiple meanings, referring to Desmond as Widmore's submarine package and also Jin's penis. Um, <laughs> doesn't say that. Say that. No, it says Jin's package of money, which, you know, package oh. of money. Jin's penis, um, that's a nice image. Kevin Durand, get him in a Marvel movie, Nesta Carbonell and Matthew Fox appeared in this episode together. The three actors appeared in Smoking Aces movie. Maybe we need to cover... I didn't know Nesta Carbonell was in a movie with Matthew Fox. I remember selling a lot of that at uh, Sanity. There you go. We should watch that. This episode makes us assume that Sun and Jin have sex the same night as the Oceanic Flight and that the next day they are busted by Kimi. However, according to Desmond's comment in Everybody Loves Hugo... Those two events may have happened a week apart from each other. What? what? Um, okay, just looking here, Matthew Fox is like last build on the cast. Like, it's a big cast, and he's all the way down the bottom. Wayne Newton makes a cameo. It's Ben Affleck, Ryan Reynolds, Andy Garcia, Chris Pine, uh, Ray Liotta, rest in peace. Um, Alicia Keys, a few James Bond connections in this. So James Bond meets Lost. You need to cover Smoking Ace. Yeah. Matthew Fox plays Bill, the head of security at the Lake Tahoe Hotel where much of the action occurs. Yeah, but Nesta Carbonell in it too. That's pretty exciting. And Ben Affleck. I oh, no. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any questions and answers, is there? Uh, didn't we? Oh, we didn't get the answer for the Room 23. I know we had a question about that, but we didn't get an answer for that, did we? They talk about it more in the epilogue too. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't think of and why is Desmond there? Uh, but we're clearly going to find that out next week. Well, I mean, all these questions we're going to find out, aren't we? Isn't that the reason why we write them down? <laughs> Ones that are obviously like plot line that are not like a the numbers. We're clearly going to find this out next week. Who is coming to the island from episode five? We answered that. Yeah, we have. That's weird more. Okay, so cool. There's one there. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Okay, then what are you going to do for the package? 
I'm going to sign, seal, deliver. I'm yours. Um, it's a rent. And uh, Abbott Eterno aside, the last one we did, Recon, that was the lowest ever rent. Uh, I'm going to have this the lowest ever rent. <laughs> so I think Recon's slightly better than this, but this isn't a bin to me. It's just, It's not bad. Like, I look at this going like, this isn't an episode where I look at my bins and I go like, yeah, you know, Fire Plus Water is a bin. Dave is a bin. Expose, it's a bin. Their episodes are like, no, these are crap episodes. This is just a nothing episode. Like, it's harmless, but it doesn't move anything along to the point you're kind of like, skip, let's get on to the next stuff. So, But it's it's to me, it's not bin worthy. So you it's a rent. this episode. You could, yeah. So I've got this at 102 out of 113 episodes right now. Um, I think that's a sentiment. Gonna, uh, the whole, sorry to quickly jump in there. Uh, 103, The Hollywood Reporter ranked this overall. I'm, I'm going to bin it. Oh, uh, boo. Maybe it's because I got a bad sleep last night and I'm grumpy, but I've got no patience for this episode. Um, fourth bin of this season. Yeah, it, I, I will say probably will be the last bin of the season. I oh, know, season one you've been for. Um, but we'll see. But it probably will be the last bin because there are some Moa's good... last ever bin on Lost. Well, Ooh. Uh, there's one other I'm looking at here that could be, but we'll see when I rewatch it. Um, but other than that, maybe the last bin. Um, coming soon to Noah's Cinema, the last bin. But uh, yeah, it just. I mean, sexy Sun Jin almost save it. Daniel Day Kim, Kimi almost saves it. But the, I can't get over the forgetting English plot lines. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Uh, and especially if it was season one, sure. But if it's the the last season right near the end and they're pulling this crap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I hate to say it, I, I love Sun Jin and I'm going to be very sad in a few episodes time. Oh. Um, but maybe if this was the reunion episode, which would make sense, then then it's a rent. But yeah, I'm grumpy, and I I laughed last week, but I'm being <laughs> <I'm> grumpy. <laughs> oh no, not a yeah, bit. Uh, no, it's not that bad. Uh it's not that good. True. Um, but yeah, it, it may be the last bin for either of us. Really, I couldn't really see you binning any of the rest of the episodes. I haven't. Oh, you're, are you not going to bin across the sea? I thought you didn't like. Is that the one you're thinking about? Maybe you'll bin. <laughs> not the one I'm thinking. So there's. Uh, we'll see. I can never make my mind up about that episode. Um. I look. I don't remember enough of these to um to comment on whether or not I will bin anything more. Um. I mean, look. We. I keep. I've written down that we've got what we're going to 18 episodes, but there's only 17 because this is going to be the rare occasion where we do a finale in one and not separate it, right? Because yeah. usually we do all the parts, but we're not doing it for this one. So anyway, um, so seven episodes to go. Yeah, I don't know if I remember enough of the remaining episodes except for Across the Sea and the one where Jin and Sun suicide bomb. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think so. I haven't been to anything this season, have I? No, I've been the Little Prince, I think. That wasn't this season. Was it? No. Oh, did I bin something this season? Maybe. Possibly. I can tell you. I've got that in front of me. Hang on. Hang on. I know you want to go, but just I need to answer this on air. Uh, I have been, yes, I've been Lighthouse. Yes, I've been one. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to get epic, though. Like, we're getting towards the point where the, the home stretch is pretty epic, where it's like the last few episodes, it gets pretty intense. So there's good stuff coming, but, man, what a slog some of this season has been. Uh, but next week, we don't have to wait long um, for finding out what happened with Desmond because he's back on the island and we're already getting the Desmond episode next week, happily ever after. I'm back, I mean, Penny. He, even the bad Desmond episode, you know you're pretty much in safe hands. So I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting this one. Mostly set in the flash sideways, this one. Almost entirely. I, yeah, I'm looking through here. I don't remember a whole lot of this one, but uh, we've got Charlie. We've got uh, uh, Daniel is back. Dan. So We've got a, a crossover with our old show next week because a Survivor contestant is actually in. What? This episode. So that would be fun. A Survivor contestant? No. Yeah. Plays a lawyer in this episode. Actually, uh, do I remember Sandra this? Oakley from that's right. Cook Island. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. A bit of a crossover next week. It's, no, make sure to look out for Sandra. She, I, I think, think she's like, a lawyer. I think Colby's not in this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, who, are, who else act? Yeah, no, I, you're right. It is next week. I forgot about that. Wow. That will be fun. Sandra Oakley. Ah, she her. plays a lawyer. There you go. Lost Sandra Oakley. Yeah, I hope she's not going to start a fire. Uh, so that's it. Uh, do you like the package? Um, let us know if you do. Um, do you like Noah's package? Do you like mine? Do you like Ben Ben's package? Or do you like the package? Uh, or do you not like the package? Let us know. We say let us know. No one ever let us know, but let us know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not on the Twitter. I don't know if people let on us know. On the Twitter? Do they let us know or not? They don't. <laughs> I mean, I generally would like to hear people's opinions on the episodes. Um, but, yeah, uh, in the home stretch next week, happily ever after, then, uh, yeah, that's almost the end of the centric episodes at this point. So that's I'm excited to get to the end. Um, big things are coming for our lost recaps. Um, anything else you got to say, Ben? Um, Emily DeRaven was robbed on True Colors. So it should have been in more. I want the uh, Emily DeRaven spin-off. I agree. My painting! Uh, might be coming, the spin-off Painting Lady <laughs> starring Emily DeRaven. Emily um, Lee DeRaven. There she is. My painting! My, my name is Nora and insert one of the quotes Ben told me that I was going to steal but I've already forgotten because they clearly weren't actually that memorable. And my name is Ben, and I'm leaving for a while. I have an errand. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)